When I was a kid, I loved the idea of creating things. In third grade, I tried to build a robot out of an old tennis racket and a Fisher-Price stereo. I smashed that thing to shit in my basement with a hammer. I had all the pieces, I tried to lay it out, I just couldn't get that fucking thing to work. You know, and then in seventh grade, my best friend Tom and I, we started this band that would only lip-sync the Wedding Singer soundtrack. We loved that movie. We had cardboard cutouts of guitars, we had this old shitty keyboard that, it didn't work, but it didn't matter. We were there to uh, lip-sync and entertain the masses, you know? We called ourselves The Concepts. We even went as far as making a t-shirt with our light bulb logo on it. We thought, you know, this is it, this is what we're gonna do. Needless to say, that didn't last too long. After that, we had an idea, maybe we're gonna be newspaper comic illustrators. You know, like three panel Ziggy comics or Garfields? Our character was called Action Man. He was essentially a stick figure with googly eyes. Our uh, biggest hit with that was Action Man Steps on Rake, which was essentially three close-ups of his face, and then eventually him stepping on a rake and grumbling, just like Sideshow Bob, because we're oh so original. We thought maybe if we could just make it into The Spectator, that shit was going to go national. Maybe break the border down south, we'd have it made, man. Needless to say, that also didn't last too long. We had a few bands over the years. You know, we were heavily into classic rock. We started a band, Red Confidential. We so badly wanted to be ACDC. And not for the good reasons. We were just dorks about guitar and rock and roll. We didn't care about the money or the women. Again, that didn't work. Then we had another band, more of a punk thing, called Good Goddamn. The point is, nothing ever worked. We inevitably failed at everything we've ever tried. So with that in mind, what's the next logical step? Start a podcast. You're listening to Hamilton. around but uh do you remember when we were kids and we had to, we were trying to make I, I remember it was like grade nine or something and uh i was being taught how to make like a pop bottle rocket where you put water in it yeah and then you pump it full of air and eventually the pressure shoots off I, I i vaguely remember us trying to do that but i think we were trying to hook up a propane tank instead of air do you remember yeah. this yeah yeah we were uh we were in your parents garden shed looking for supplies yeah and we're like okay what what will cause this rocket to go into the air right and we, like we didn't have an air compressor no because that'd be too easy right so yeah there was a can of propane so we we tried to, to hook up this bottle rocket to this propane right and luckily yeah uh we never could figure out how to get the connections correct right Probably because we were in grade nine and had no concept of what might happen. Well, you would think in grade nine, maybe you should know not to hook propane up to something. Yeah, but you lived under power lines. Right. So, okay. I have no excuse, but I'm, I'm giving you one. Right. Well, I grew up East End, yeah. right? So maybe that has something to, something to do with it. Definitely the, definitely the power lines. But yeah. yeah, luckily, we never did get it hooked up. Because eventually we just gave up. We're like, you know what? Fuck it. It's not worth it. This yeah. is way too much trouble. That's what it was. It wasn't the safety. It was the <laughs> us being lazy 
too lazy to figure out how to make it work, so we just gave up. Yeah, it was like, we, we tried for at least a half an hour, I think. It seems like it. Yeah. But time goes at a different speed when you're in grade nine. Yeah, no kidding. I guess. Man, that was dumb. I'm glad we didn't get that going. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you remember um, I was saying in the, in, in the opening monologue there, like, the concept man, too, the, the wedding singer lip-syncing thing? Yeah, and uh, I hate that I know this, but we also did Limp Bizkit. Ah, uh, did we? I'm pretty sure we did. Fuck. I don't... When, yeah, I guess that would have been when... Uh, yeah, high school. That would have been around the time Limp Bizkit came out. I from Oh, in my basement. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. And we did the, the like you mentioned the cardboard or plywood cutout, painted like a guitar. Yeah. We wanted to be in a band, but we didn't have anything that a band requires. Right. Talent, um, <laughs> instruments. So we made our own instruments, and then just lip synced other people's talent. Well, I, okay. Limp Bizkit wasn't talent. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Just yeah. shitty songs that we liked at the time. Yeah, I, I I feel like that's been pretty much the history of our relationship is uh, we don't know what we're doing. I feel like we're always on the outskirts of what is cool at the time. Like, I don't feel like I have my finger on the pulse of what's going on, like, especially in high school. I think I I think I think I, I'm going to speak for you, too, but I, I feel like we we're on a, in a different world. Yeah, but, like we were never in with uh, what was popular at the time. We just kind of well, just... no, you know what, though? I tried that middle school. Oh, right. You went through, like, that rap phase. That's right. I had all of Eminem CDs. Oh, dude. I, I remember I couldn't even get on board with that. And I'm a follower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But that was... I think I learned my lesson, and then I figured, you know what? What's what's cool now is shitty. Yeah. So I, then I just started liking what was cool 30 years ago, because that's, I guess, less shitty? Yeah, well, yeah, I remember because you, you found uh, Kiss and ACDC and Led Zeppelin and The Who. Yeah. And then you showed me, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because I didn't grow up in a household, really, with music other than what was playing on, like, Oldies 1150 at the time. Right, yeah. So, yeah, that blew my mind. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I got you to burn me a whole bunch of those old CDs, and classic rock was really, like, the thing that kind of, I think like solidified the friendship and gave us something to do yeah that was pretty much the start of us just uh any sort of creativity i guess trying to just do something with our hours and hours and hours of spare time you know when other kids were out playing hockey or right gaining ex world experience uh it you know we were in our basement making cardboard guitars yeah that seems about right and I mean, well, actually, that that's kind of a uh, to our benefit because then eventually we got into a few bands, and then that's where we met uh, today's guest, actually, uh, Polish Mike, right? Polish Mike. Yeah, I I I I'm so I feel such guilt because I'm not a hundred percent sure how to pronounce his last name, and I feel like I've known this guy for long enough that I should know, and now it's at that awkward stage of like, how do I get him to say it without me coming out and asking him? Maybe, right. Maybe I should just ask him. We should probably just ask him. Because then I, you know, stop butchering his last name. I want to say it's Machofsky. That's That seems right. It seems like that could be a thing. Yeah. I feel so bad to every other person of Polish descent right now. Because I'm probably butchering that. But he's, yeah, so we have him on the show today. He's, uh, we knew him as a bass player in multiple bands. 
back in the when we were playing. Uh, what what was he? In? He was in Metalama with uh, Joe Towers. I and, think so. Yeah, and uh, then we, he was briefly in in a band that we had, uh, which shall remain nameless because it's awful. But uh, yeah, so like lately he's been, I guess he's been writing his own songs for the past. I don't even know how long. I haven't talked to him about this. We'll bring it up when he gets here. Yeah, and he's got a new album. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, we'll talk to him. Uh, but before we get to that, we should probably play. Uh, we have we have a sponsor. It's a new new place that opened up, I guess, uh, and they gave us a commercial to play. So we should play that, right? Yeah, let's do the commercial and then we'll get into it. All right, cool. folks, John Wilkinson here from West Hamilton Stereo, where we've got all the latest and greatest products for your audio needs. And hey, we all know vinyl's making a comeback, so we went one step further to provide you with the next generation of inconvenient audio listening systems. We have a great selection of mechanical cylinder phonographs and the most popular wax cylinders, featuring artists like Zeke Bailey, Jack Norworth, and Albert Von Tilzer, and who could forget Billy Murray. If you order online now, you could have your purchases delivered almost immediately with our new drone delivery service free of charge. So come on down to West Hamilton Stereo and get all of your ear holes filled. West Hamilton Stereo. West Hamilton Stereo. So I just realized we completely forgot to introduce ourselves. Yes, we did. So this is the Hamilton Podcast, episode one. Uh, February on... 2016. Yes. We'll do one a month. Let's hope. We're going to aim for one a month. So uh, I'm Tom. Scott. Tom and Scott from Hamilton Podcast. <laughs> if you haven't got that already. <laughs> We're going to aim to do one a month. <laughs> it's a podcast. Yeah, that so, we do one a month. <laughs> so, so why don't you go ahead and tell everyone why and what we're doing here. All right. Uh, Hamilton podcast. Uh, the the idea here is we're gonna we're gonna talk to people in uh, the art arts and cultural scene, uh, just so we can understand more of what's going on because we want to crack into that into that. We want to know. We want to be on the pulse of what's happening in Hamilton and the surrounding areas, but uh, not so much Toronto because they don't need any help whatsoever. And to be honest, I don't care. No, I don't. I can't say I do either. There you go. I mean, if there's any listeners out there. Yeah, we like you guys as people, but uh, I don't want to come to your city. So, uh, well, luckily our first guest is from Hamilton. Fantastic. That's that's right. Keep this local. That's right. Uh, yeah, Polish Mike. We talked to him. He's got a lot of new things going on right now. We kind of go. We have a bit of a history with him. He goes back a bit. But uh, yeah, we talked to him about a lot of things, and uh, this is what we got. <laughs> Nothing screams podcast like futon, right? <laughs> I get the uh, Value Village couch. All right, we're wasting valuable material oh. here. <laughs> Don't worry, we've been recording already. Are we? Yeah, you're already uh, you're already oh, going. Snap. You can move that anywhere you feel 
comfortable. My face. Yeah. How was the drive in? It was, it was good. It was short. We... Yeah. <laughs> Where are you living now these, these nowadays? Um Hamilton, downtown still. Yeah. <laughs> still down by the Corktown area? No, like more more east of that. Okay. A little bit. Just keep inviting you guys to my parties, but yeah, no, we don't do much of anything. <laughs> That's cool. No, this is about it. This is as far as we got. We don't leave the house. We just do other stupid things in the house. Am I close enough to this thing? I think so. <laughs> Tom might need to get a little closer to his. Test, test. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I'm good. That's good. But cool. I, I moved up for it. Now, if I recline, am I not good? I think you're still good. You just might not be as loud as I am. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, see, we, we have controls. Perfect. We just don't have another set of headphones. <laughs> I could have brought some. I know, we should have asked you. I brought some yesterday, but uh, the cord, there is no cord for them, so they are essentially a paperweight <laughs> in the shape <laughs> in the shape of headphones. But uh, That's what Dr. Dre originally intended. He's like, these will be very expensive paperweights. Right. But they work to hold paper down and everything else. Yeah. Oh, man. So what have you been up to lately? Uh, teaching music, playing music. Right on. Those, those are the two things I do. Yeah. And playing with Zero Fire. That's my metal band that I play bass for. And oh, okay. Body Boat, which is my, my baby. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I saw a couple posts for the Zero Fire thing. I, I didn't know you played bass for them. I just yeah. thought you were, like, pals with them. This is how, <laughs> this is how like, unwith it I am. Because I'm just like, I can't look too far into these things because I'll have nothing to talk about. And that's why you started the podcast. So you could, you're like, I'm out of touch with the Hamilton <laughs> scene. So I'm going to make everyone come in. And... How, how right you are. <laughs> I think that's pretty much exactly why we're doing this. Because we're too lazy to actually go out and discover this shit. And we're like, we'll just invite everything to our basement and we'll see how it goes. I like it. I think it's a great idea. So what, what, okay, well, Zero Fire you're playing bass for. And that's like, uh, what type of metal? Because there's a few different kinds, right? So. Yeah, I'd say it's like. It's like uh <laughs> that was you... that was just the futon clicking under Mike because we are fancy here so uh Would you prefer the armchair? It's mustard colored. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> so if you're if you're eating any mustard, you can spill it on that chair. I'm safe. All the, right. The futon was only a suggestion. So it's up to you like if you want to sit there and sit. Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm becoming more uh what's the word? More set up here as I go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got a thermos, <laughs> a sandwich. I don't know why you brought your sleeping bag, but uh, <laughs> is this not that kind of podcast? <laughs> Maybe it could be. This is only episode one. Who knows where it's gonna go? Like you don't know how much material we're gonna have to get before you know to edit together like ten solid <laughs> minutes of entertaining, Just extreme material. hard cuts, going in in and out of sentences, and we'll have to piece words together. Yeah, I yeah. think ten minutes is a pretty uh, 
pretty <laughs> you're reaching for the stars there solid i'm just looking to get enough for like a teaser, <laughs> teaser. <laughs> this whole thing is going to be a commercial <laughs> for the podcast we're so just anyway. gonna find out the mics were never plugged in but yeah genre, <laughs> genre of metal yeah that zero fire is would be uh it's got like a big kind of simple wall of sound philosophy to it everything's just big notes fat <laughs> riffs it's all kind of is it is it speedy no it's it's the opposite of that slow it's, sludgy metal sort of we like everyone has this desire to just make really loud drop tuned noise <laughs> but it's all wrapped around Graham King's angelic vocals and and just kind of riffy writing style. So riffs are good. Exactly, riffs. That's that's our that's our motto, riffs, you know, just <laughs> That's the motto, one word, riffs. riffs. We riff tonight. We we just use that word as much as possible just to remind ourselves that the riffs is what it's all about. Yeah. It's bigger than you guys as individuals. It's yeah. about riffs. Yeah, it is. Exactly. It's, That's cool. Yeah. Um, fuck, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going well. It's like we should have had a better plan for this. No, no, no. We wrote down. Yeah, like we're we working got, out the kinks, man. Yeah, yeah. That's all this is. This and episode like episode one. Yeah, you're the guinea pig. Yeah. We'll we'll it'll sound awful with you, and then uh, <laughs> we'll work our way up to you know semi decent by the end of this. There we go. This is what I'm hoping. A little less horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you playing music on it, or are we playing like on on the show? Yeah, are Are you gonna be like, oh, here's a band with the song they recorded a while ago, or is it all live? No. Well, this is like, uh, well, we figured we'd get you to play later on, right? We're gonna play one of your songs at some point, so people cool. can check out this uh, funny boat, right? Funny boat. All right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, uh, as far as future stuff goes, uh. We're just kind of play it by ear. Like the whole the whole idea is to get musicians and artists in here and showcase some of what they can do and just generally shoot the shit, right? Just to ex I don't know. I just want to like expose Hamilton to more of what Hamilton has to offer because I feel like a grand uh, number of us, including us, because we're lazy fucks, don't necessarily go out to the stuff that they should be going out to. And this is our way of like negating that whole thing. Like we're just like these guys are awful because they don't do anything. We're we're doing something. <laughs> like, it involves futons. You're like I can't I can't afford to come out to the shows because I spent all my money on the recording equipment. But I'll yep. use the recording equipment <laughs> to to let people know about the people playing the shows. Yeah, so it's a good philosophy. That's why we're I, getting you to play live here because. We couldn't afford to go to your new show. Right. So. You came out to my show. And I, you got the me the discount down. price. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have been there. <laughs> that's, that's true. There were the, the tickets. I made tickets. I've been very into arts and crafts lately because that's what you do when you're underemployed. <laughs> no, I, is yeah. underemployed the new term? <laughs> yeah, it's it's when you work, but you you're not working enough or for enough money. Gotcha. I've never heard that. I like it. Un underemployed. Yeah. Where did you play your uh, first show? Um, the first, the CD release show was at the Corktown, and 
and that was kind of the unveiling of Funny Boat, which is kind of the name of the collective that plays the music. So whoever I've I've decided that like from that point on now when I play it's gonna be Funny Boat. Whereas there was a placeholder title which was just Michael AM. Um and that was that was just kind of figuring this whole thing out. I've I'd never sang in front of audiences before and um I've always played guitar but I I've just performed as a bass player so I didn't want to just kind of burst out of the gates and be like here's my band I don't know what I'm doing yet <laughs> and then people will remember that name and they're like oh let's not see that again <laughs> but then once I worked all the kinks out um I'd say the first the first show of this incarnation of the band I think happened at the doors last September and that's when uh you know not just the the people who had kind of like watched it come together right they were like uh like while I was kind of learning to do this um were like this is finally what I knew it was going to be you know I'd seen you know I'd seen you play before and I, I've heard the stuff, but I can tell that this is what you had in your head all along. Nice. And yeah, I guess January and is when we launched the whole thing. So when did you actually like start writing songs? Like again, you were in other bands. Bass players don't usually. I mean, they can. I'm saying they can't. <laughs> but I I don't know many bass players that write the songs. John like, Deacon wrote. Uh, what's Another one bites the dust. Oh, the cool. lyrics to it and the music. I guess. Yeah, Talentless and Freddie you, Mercury. you can hear that <laughs> thirty times a day on classic rock. That's oh, what, you know what? That's funny. I was actually thinking about that today. My my favorite thing about any classic rock radio station is that you could have been in a coma for like twelve years. And you could have woken up and been like, what year is this? And it's like, oh, it's still 95. I'm good. I'm good. I must have just passed out there for 20 minutes. Oh, how weird was that, though, seeing, like, you know, bands that you knew when you were young just <laughs> turning into classic rock? <laughs> They're just, uh, you know, 107.1, and you're just like, yeah, it smells like teen spirit. Oh. This used to mean something. <laughs> Wait, what, what station is this? <laughs> no kidding. So yeah, like when did you actually start writing your songs or attempting to songwrite? I think I started writing songs like before I started playing guitar and I didn't know what to do with them. Just, and, just humming? Yeah, I'd, I'd come up with lyrics primarily and I listened to music and then, you know, my friend came to school with a guitar one day and... And he was like, hey, I'm learning to play the guitar. And then he taught me, like, two riffs. And I was like, oh, I get this. <laughs> and It's like a bass with two more strings. Well, I didn't play bass then either. Oh, I played okay. guitar before I ever played bass. And so I started writing the songs, but... And in my first couple of bands that I played in in high school, I was, uh, you know, just because I wanted everything to be happening and the vocalists that I, I was working with didn't they learned covers and they didn't really write right so i started out writing songs 
and then kind of went on hiatus to play bass because out of necessity in my first band, we had three kids who played guitar. Gotcha. And I traded my... I won a... I won a PS2 in a raffle once <laughs> and and my cousin had a bass guitar and I already had a PS2 and I was like hey I'll I'll trade you this PS2 I just won for for your bass and he's like oh, my bass is a real piece of shit I feel <laughs> I'd feel bad doing that to you and I'm I'm like well does it like what's wrong with it is it like the pickup or the, is the jack no and he's like it works it's just it's just a piece of shit it's just i, I wouldn't like if you want to trade like if you really want the base i'll do this because i do want that ps2 but if you want to trade back i won't feel you know don't feel bad about it and so we did that and i was like i don't see what's wrong with this and the strings were an inch off the fretboard <laughs> and so that's where i learned all my primus shit and then yeah because that's <laughs> that's actually what i mainly remember about you playing bass is it was constant like slap bass and i i was wondering like is that i don't know maybe your ear influences or, or whatever but is was it maybe it's just necessity because your bass was such a piece of shit <laughs> is that what the key is maybe all these that was years the later? only way to make it sound good um you know what i just wanted to I felt like I was making up for lost time because I my music foundation came from piano lessons that I took when I was a kid that I hated and I had I got the gist of it from that and I feel like if you start to play if you're exposed to musical instruments as a kid mm -hmm. it it builds a foundation whether you follow through with it or not and just people who you know even some people have no rhythm and it's something you learn, right? And it's if you know, if you don't if you grow up and you never like kids learn rhythm or people learn rhythm through just trial and error and being exposed to it. And if that happens when you're young, that's just kind of in your DNA and when you learn music, right, it kinda of goes from there. So because didn't you take uh, you took jazz or something at Mohawk? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> great, great school, great program. But what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what are you not a professional jazz player now? <laughs> I'm gonna walk the bass for a living. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Mike? I'm just taking the bass for a walk. I'll be back. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 Mike's gesturing, throwing cash, I'm assuming, directly into a dumpster. Oh, I meant, this was, this was before I threw the cash in the dumpster. This is me imagining walking the base and people throwing the cash at me. And it went right past you into the gutter. Oh, my God. Um... So, uh, so obviously, like, I guess being the front man now is, is like you said, something new to you, right? Like, what is, what do you find challenging about that? Or is it what you've always dreamt it would be? Like, how you feel about that? <laughs> um, I think on the one hand, um, it helped. 
it made me realize a little bit what a dick I was to like singers <laughs> my whole life. Because <laughs> as a guitar player, you can yeah you get like you know blisters and stuff, but really it's you can play the guitar for up once you get your calluses up like up to seven hours even in a day and and, and you're just like a singer will be like oh can we. Can we wrap this practice up? I, you know, you won't. Oh, oh your be throat sore. Oh, <laughs> poor baby. Yeah. Oh, you're bleeding from your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so now, like, I'll be that guy and be like, "Can we like wrap this up? Can we tune down half a step?" <laughs> Fuck you, pussy. Yeah. Just keep singing, monkey. <laughs> I thought you had to be at least 65 before you start dropping your songs down. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. That's just it's, it's everyone's doing it now. All the old bands. I like the sound that it gives the guitars, especially when there's distortion on them. It just, just makes it gross in well, a good yeah, way. Well, yeah, like you said for your metal band, like our old band down tuned to what was it? Drop C. Yeah, something like drop C sharp. It was basically down a half step and then drop the low string. That's good goddamn. Yeah. yeah. You should. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are those tapes at? Oh, there's a whole box over there. <laughs> you mean the two that we gave away? The rest are up there. This is my collection of failed projects. <laughs> In a year from now, there's going to be discs of the podcast also up there. <laughs> I actually have a question. It's a little embarrassing, but I will ask you this because, like, I've known you for a while. We're not, like, best friends or anything, but <laughs> let's just make that clear. <laughs> well, it's true. We don't, we don't keep in touch. We don't much. hang out. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm not going to pretend and sit here and pretend yeah, this like... is very forced. <laughs> I'll loosen your cuffs when you're done talking. <laughs> but the pronunciation of your last name... Like I know what I think it is and what I've <laughs> and what I've thought it was for years, but can you go on record and just like pronounce your last name? If you want to be really Polish about it, it's Michael Mishkovsky. and if you want to just do the Canadian, yeah, way it, of doing it, you can just say Mishkovsky. Oh, so we were bang on then. No, yeah. no, I wasn't. <laughs> okay, I think a lot of people say Miskowski, and that I had, one's I had Miss Mishkovsky. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. similar. That's good, yeah. It just doesn't have that emphasis on it. Showing right. has the same problem. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and it's weird to do it too to just for one word switch to an accent because that's <laughs> the oh man, the worst is like the Food Network when mm. they're cooking spaghetti and they're like, oh, and what you're gonna need to do is put the spaghetti in the pot. <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> they switch to the Italian accent for like the one. Parmigiano Reggiano or like whatever the fuck it is. I'm not even gonna attempt it. Prosciutto sandwich. I can't do the accent properly. I don't. Th I think I just launched into Russian there by, <laughs> by accident. But well, I'm sure they make prosciutto sandwiches too. So <laughs> there's a Russian guy somewhere making a prosciutto. Sandwich. <laughs> prosciutto just smoked meat. Is that? I think so. I honestly it's have no cured. idea. It's cured. <laughs> so where did you find? Like, how did you put the band together? Like, were these people you went to school with, or...? It, it's kind of interesting, because the... Who's on the recording is my friend Brendan Whelan from high school, who actually uh, kind of showed me the ropes of playing the bass way back when, and was in, like, the cool 
high school band, <laughs> and Mike Cotton, who's a session drummer from Hamilton, who's currently living in England. Uh, what? So how do you record on the album from England? <laughs> well, Brendan moved to Montreal and Cotton moved to England shortly after the recording of the album, so we kind of we try, we had to get all the tracking done in a short period of time. And in England, was... do drummers have to play <laughs> left-handed on the wrong side of the kit? Yes, yeah. it's, it's not. A, it's not on the other hemisphere, or I guess because the roads. <laughs> That's what uh, I was yeah, thinking. That you were thinking yeah. with like gravity <laughs> switching their wrist. <laughs> Everything's they, upside down. Like in there. Australia, they uh, ho- they hover <laughs> above the kit. <laughs> I mean, re- regardless of what you meant, what you said was stupid. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but yep. I do think he has to play open-handed over there, <laughs> unless unless he convinced them he's left-handed, uh-huh. then he's allowed to. Then he's allowed. So you guys yeah. all got together before he moved, and obviously everything worked out. You got it done. Yeah, it yeah it happened, and then it just it kind of allowed the. It allows the thing to exist tangibly. <laughs> and, you know, there's yeah. a CD that can be sold and people can get to know the songs. And and then it, um, my friend Vince from Zero Fire, he's the guitar player in Zero Fire. He plays bass for me in Funny Boat. Okay. And our friend Scott, who uh, plays for the Vibes right now and used to be the lead singer, guitarist in a band called Gentleman Spectres. I guess I caught him between bands. So, <laughs> what's he playing your band? He plays lead guitar and backup vocals. Okay. So on the album, I did all the leads, but I didn't really want to do them live that much. Right. I, um, like I'll still take a couple of solos now and then, but like I think to be an effective guitar player in the kind of music that I wanted the band to be, it's. Um, you need to have kind of effects and stuff, whereas I like to kind of dial in a sound for each song okay. individually, whereas Scott's good at the whole tap dancing thing <laughs> and doing, you know, leads not only not only when a guitar solo happens, but kind of to accompany nice, the yeah. vocal lines. And Plus, you don't want to take, like, all the spotlight if you're, like... <laughs> singing and then you start shredding solos like, yeah it's just like oh i'm so cool keep, keep the other guys behind a curtain yeah. like there's a lot of noise coming out of that one guy he's good no that's cool i was actually well because when i first saw the funny boat like facebook post that you that you guys did i was again pronunciation i was like how the fuck what is that because you got the umlauts in there there's an h a silent h what <laughs> Funny bot. Is that a Polish thing? Um, sort of. It's, I don't think there's umlauts in any Polish words, but it's kind of just a nod to uh, how my grandma would say that. She would actually <laughs> refer to, you know, at Hamilton Harbor, there's the there's that big tugboat playground thing. Yeah, well, I used to love that. When I was yeah, totally. And that's... My grandma called it the funny boat because ah. she had like a thick Polish accent. You know, I wanted to give it a nod to that. And I, I figured the umlaut just aesthetically, I like the way it looks. And it's kind of a nod to the whole rock and roll tradition of unnecessary umlauts like <laughs> Motley Crue and Motorhead. And there you that's go. very true. 
So there's meaning behind it. Not like our stupid band names. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why we're interviewing him. And we're, we, we started a podcast because... Uh, but what a podcast it is. <laughs> we didn't put any umlauts in our podcast name, though. Oh, shit. Hamilton. Missed, missed opportunity with the omelots over it the hamilton podcast love it i love the copyright infringement on the new logo <laughs> oh yeah I, for, yeah i'm hoping uh... I'm, I'm waiting for the email <laughs> i i think that you'll garner a lot of attention through the lawsuit <laughs> that, that attracts it worked great for that metallica tribute band yeah I, I never heard of that tribute band until... I mean, I'm not going to their shows, but no. I'm assuming as a result of getting sued by Metallica, other people are? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at, at very least to go and mock them. <laughs> Which, I mean, we're not above that. If, if that certain coffee company, Tim <laughs> <laughs> figures out that we've borrowed their logo... Then, I just feel uh, like we're not very good at coming up with our own logos, because even with our old band good goddamn the original logo like you know just for now it was just a total ripoff of the paps blue ribbon logo yeah paps blue ribbon paps blue ribbon are you hoping they're gonna send us free beers out <laughs> i am hoping and would love it yes somebody from where's fucking paps blue ribbon from chicago yeah this isn't Somewhere. going that far no <laughs> this is not going that far so what's, what's a local hamilton local. beer that we can uh we can throw um i don't even know i feel like i've drank a lot of them but <laughs> i haven't bothered to remember their names M mill street organic isn't from hell it's, it's, no. it's you know what we'll have our researchers look into it <laughs> yeah <laughs> tammy <laughs> you look into that for us so yeah uh we suck at logos and that so that i don't know how long that'll stay there but i would like for that to stay because i yeah, I lost my shit. Yeah, I thought that was so good, and I feel like they don't really use that logo no, anymore. It's so. the retro one, man. Yeah, from when we were kids. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what? What's more fitting than a Hamilton-based podcast? What's the most Hamilton logo you can think of? And that, yeah, right. That certain coffee company, huge international <laughs> coffee company. Yeah, maybe Burger King will. Uh, let us use it. <laughs> Where did you guys, uh, how did you decide on the album art for this thing? Because um, isn't it like a, like a, I don't have a copy of it in front of me, but it's like, uh, looks all tropical or paradise-like or island-like. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the theme for the website. It might... Once I do a bigger run of CDs, that'll probably become the album art. Now, uh, did you use copyright infringement <laughs> artwork? Infringement? Uh, no, the all the photography for the website was taken uh, is taken by my girlfriend sometimes myself and edited by myself. Oh, perfect. So, and then the the album covers are. Uh, made from uh, cardstock, and I cut them <laughs> up myself and draw each one individually. But that's fucking awesome, man. Like, that whole DIY thing now, I feel like, has become mainstream, but not in a, not in a bad way. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, it's fucking mainstream. But, like, it's... They're finally realizing, oh, I can just do that myself instead yeah, of spending it's, thousands it's, of dollars. It's not a giant fucking mystery anymore. 
like yeah. how do i put out a record i just <laughs> fucking put out a record that's how you do it <laughs> yeah i just i just make it as people want to buy it right now i have i have 10 cds left of the batch i made nice. and once nice. i sell those i'll make some more cd covers and if i don't sell them i won't worry about it i don't have to I don't have to order 4,000 of them so the unit price will go down. <laughs> That's what we should have done. No, ours. the problem with ours was we did DIY our albums, but we just got too ambitious and made too many at once. We're like, like we'll easily sell like 3,000 of these. It'll be fine. <laughs> thousands of dollars of printer ink later. Are you guys going to tour? No, not a chance. Like, <laughs> one show. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> one show. <laughs> So we should probably <laughs> listen to a song, I would think. Do you want to listen to one? Do I want to listen to one of my <laughs> you... songs? Yeah, sure. I think not? we should. <clears throat> as you're getting the CD there, is there any specific song you want us to play? What am I definitely not gonna play later? Um... <laughs> Track six has always been a favorite of mine. Okay, <laughs> let's put that one on.
cool. That sounded really good. Thanks. Yeah, that sounds fucking sweet, man. I was trying to think, too, like, most of the time uh, when people play something, you're like, oh, I can hear this band in it, or I can hear this band. I can't hear anything that I know of. There's no frame of reference, which is awesome. Like, I think that's... <clears throat> I think that's a compliment super... I think I can get. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I do have a question. I was looking through these, uh, these hand-drawn album covers while we were listening to that. And are these two abstractions of vaginas? Uh, that one, I think, is upside down, and it's kind of like a seahorse if you flip it over. This like way? Like that, yeah. Oh, I see it. No, that even looks more like a vagina to me. Yeah? It looks like he was wearing a vagina um, hat. See how this would be like the clit and the labias? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. See that? It's, it's got like an extra thing, though. That I'm into it, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turned This on. one seems to have a lot of pubic hair. Is that just me, like, putting my own ideas into it? Uh, I think that's kind of the purpose of abstraction, to kind of let people... I think that's the theme of the music itself, to not give enough to uh, kind of give a definite, this is what this is. It, it means what you take from it, really. Apparently, so what I'm saying is, yeah, that's a vagina. <laughs> Good. I'm going to take these into the bathroom, and uh, whatever you hear, do not open the door. So, oh, fuck. So what do you, uh, what do you got for upcoming plans there, Mike? Any any uh, any band plans? Well, I've got two shows coming up this month in Toronto, what? and it'll be the first um, the first foray into that neighborhood with this material. Um, it's they're both happening at the same place. One is going to be a full band show and one's going to be an all acoustic set or at least solo set and yeah it's whereabouts it's called the tiger bar that's made up (laughs) yeah it sounds like it doesn't that sounds like someone's basement it's the it's the bottom it's like a it's a I guess there's a club called or there maybe it's a pub or something it's called the crown and tiger and then the bottom floor is the Tiger Bar, and that's where they have the live music and stuff. And yeah. I haven't been to it yet. Um, I don't know. Is this is this gonna air before that happens? If it when's that happening? It's uh, February twentieth and twenty yeah. sixth. Yeah, this will definitely be up. By yeah, then. cool. So, hey, look, our first official plug. Yeah, we're changing lives down here, man. <laughs> totally. <laughs> this this show is gonna be bumping. As a result of this moment. (laughs) Uh, So, yep, two shows coming up. Um, Anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, there's another one in St. Catharines that's happening at a time. I didn't know St. Catharines had music. Well, it's a a college town, so they've actually got a really bumping scene. It is the 19th of March. On the 19th of March... Funny Boat will be playing in St. Catharines with a band called Drifter. And this guy's just got a phenomenal voice. He's like an... He's like... Is he an actual drifter? <laughs> no. It's spelled all cool and digital without with, the vowels. With umlauts? I was just D- going to say. No, it's just D-R-F-T-R. Oh. Uh, get yeah. rid of the consonants. 
Vowels. That's that's popular <laughs> these days. Have you noticed that? People are just dropping consonants like, like crazy. crazy. Yeah. They're making it rain with the vowels. Like, get these fucking things out of here. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's like I everyone's th- it's I, like but, everyone's band has to fit on a personalized license plate. I don't get it. Dude. Personalized license plates. The Hamilton personalized license plate. H M L T Is ha- is the hashtag a a um, character that they can put on a license plate? Does anyone have a hashtag so. on their license plate? I don't plate? think you're allowed to do it. <laughs> Say what? Why not? Maybe that's know. how maybe that's a new thing we can we can get into. If we put a hashtag on license plates, then cops don't have to necessarily look up your license plate. They just hashtag <laughs> hashtag your car. There was a hit and, and run. they just yeah they just see your <laughs> your like, selfie yeah. on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> it was Billy. His hobbies include driving through school zones while heavily intoxicated. License plate hashtag YOLO. <laughs> and here's the Snapchat of his bag of drugs. <laughs> Billy's going away for a long time. I think yeah I think. Uh, uh, it's cool when you see the um, people sharing the photos of kind of there are police officers I think whose job it is to just scan the internet sneakers <laughs> for, for wrongdoings and so all the kids posting pictures of their drugs and yeah <sighs> what is the new well um, do you want to play some guitar soon yeah when you're done your coffee I can do that yeah. That would really help us out and make us not talk for a while. Yeah. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) Why don't you, before we change your setup, uh, just mention your Facebook and Instagrams. Why don't you you do all that shit? It's funny boat. F-U-N-Y-B-O-H-T. Type that into Google and then you'll respectively find links to Facebook if you if you're one of those weird people who actually types things into the address bar, <laughs> types in websites, <laughs> you can type in facebook.com/funnyboat f u n y b o h t. The more I say it, the more, the more ingrained <laughs> it is in people's minds. It's like the phone number on a radio commercial. You just got to drill it in there. Yeah. Can we write Mike a jingle? We can we write Mike a jingle? Yeah, like a phone number jingle. Tom, or, you're but, an expert it'll, at that. But it'll be with the you know with your letters of F-U-N-Y-B-O-H-T, your name. F U N Y B O H T. Funny boat. Yeah, that's something like that. That's, that's, that's something just, that rhymes with T. We can yeah. we can work with that. Something that rhymes with T. It's the best music for you and me. Right? But unfortunately, this podcast you won't see. That's right. Yeah. Because it contains audio only. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many strippers in here, guys. It's crazy (laughs) that you went to all this trouble to have all these beautiful naked women in here and people can't even see them. I spared no expense. (laughs) I figured what better way to make our guests comfortable but to have the room filled with perfectly silent naked women. (laughs) One of them started to make noise, and I immediately kicked her out. Yeah. So. Can't have that kind of energy. Right. Can we get one of the naked chicks to uh, hand you your guitar? Yeah. All right. Well, well, she's doing it. Oh, thank you. A lot hairier than I thought they would be. (laughs) 
dope smoking going on But it's too damn hot to do a thing about it So we're just gonna sit and say how i got out of that dui anyway that was a great song you just played there mike i heard every note this is after the songs this that i played immediately after i was talking about my dui while you were playing which i apologize is kind of rude but i thought you should <laughs> hear that tell us about your lino cuts scott oh uh, okay well i do some arts type stuff right so i just found this new uh this new thing that's not new at all called linoleum cut printing so basically you just chisel into some linoleum and uh you create designs and then you can print multiple multiple posters or whatever with it i'm probably going to do some promotional type stuff for this so i don't know collector's items man if you see them around town is there is there a way to do t-shirts with them yeah you can do uh, you can get fabric ink that's for printing that's dope yeah, I was actually thinking about doing that. You gotta make me some t-shirts. Alright. Cool. T-shirts of what? It's gotta say Funny Boat on it. Oh, it's gotta deal have breaker. something dope. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, if you want, we can picture. work something out. Well, the good thing is you could do the text as one. Yeah. And then have, like, you can do, like, two images. Yeah. And you, like, you could do, what, like, oh, two designs. Like, okay, this was this one, this, and this one, this and this. And so many options. I'm just making more work for Scott. Yeah, well, what else? Less I got and more, though. I got nothing else going on. Because if I need a new t-shirt design. I feel like you should do a lino cut of Mike's face. And that should be a t-shirt. Yeah, with your thumbs up. I think that would be hard to do, but if you do it. Well, I'll even, you know what? I'll even put up the money for your uh, carbon paper. <laughs> just so you know, though, Scott does not work from photographs. You're going to have to pose. <laughs> In the nude. Is that how the Facebook banner came about? Yes. <laughs> have you posed for yourself? With a mirror. With a mirror. Oh. See? You think we are amateurs? <laughs> I was taking a bunch of nude selfies. And I was like, my face looks the best in this one. I'll go with this. Is that... Do you think people did that back in the day? Like... Got naked? Someone just wrote... 
No, they're like Quill just wrote a letter to their their love being like I desireth to see doth titties. <laughs> <laughs> Could you describe them to me in detail in a letter back? Yeah, so yeah, she either responds with <laughs> a detailed description of her naked body or just like poses in the mirror and draws herself or gets a friend to do I it. I would have loved to have seen the first selfie. Like the when they still had like the flash bulbs, you had to wait like three months for your photo to develop. Like yeah. someone was probably taking selfies and fucking around dick the, pics. The first dick pic. <laughs> the first dick pic. That would be interesting. See to, to see. define a dick pic, it's not. It's got to be your dick. Right. You know we can't. I've, I'm sure people have been drawing dicks on cave walls <laughs> for longer than we could even imagine. Those Easter Island heads. Those are just glorified dicks. I just think they're buried underground. Like, if you go under, you know, if you excavate, there's a giant dick in there attached to that head. They have bodies. Yeah, see? Yeah, I just found out about that. Everyone just found out. Nobody bothered to (laughs) dig under them. They're like, oh, it's crazy that there's these heads here. giant heads. (laughs) Turns out they have complete bodies with huge dicks. See? (laughs) There you go. It all comes back to the dick. (laughs) This whole Hamilton thing. Hamilton. Hamilton, Hamilton, but Hamilton, Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton, for your Hamilton, Hamilton, Dongterio. <laughs> I thank you all. <laughs> oh man, well no, I found out because I was like, oh okay, like I've lived here my whole life basically, but I'm like I I don't know much about like the history or whatever. So the other day I was like looking it up. And this, I forget the guy's name, something Hamilton. The guy's last name was Hamilton. George? Stab in the dark. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Somebody look that up. Get back to us on our Facebook page because now we have that. Tammy, get on that. Yeah. (laughs) You fucking bitch. No back talk. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like he just, I think it was after the Civil War or something. I don't know. I feel like really ignorant. War of 1812? Yeah. That came up here. You sound smarter when you give less specifics. I know. I feel if like... If you just said, like, I'm looking up a thing about the guy who founded Hamilton, and this really awesome thing happened, we wouldn't be judging you right now. Yeah, but where's the fun in that? I'm trying to sound... <laughs> okay. I'm trying to sound smarter here. Hang on. I'm going to Google this shit, because I, I did know it. Now I don't. Talk amongst yourselves. History of Hamilton. This is why we have the paper. Yeah. Where's so, the album available? Where is it available? You can get it from funnyboat.com and it's 7.99 you save a penny by by buying all the songs together instead of <laughs> those 99 cent tracks add up. Yeah. I guess those are all, also you're also saving but you're actually spending more money to buy the album. Oh yeah, but it's you get it all at once, which I think is worth the and a digital sense, a digital image. And... Yeah, you get the artwork that is very nice. It makes you feel like you're on vacation. It's a uh, you got to see it to believe it. <laughs> Funnyboat.com. You guys just keep plugging that. I'm almost there. <laughs> Funnyboat.com. F U N Y B O H T dot okay. com. Oh, hey, wait. Here's an interesting uh, factoid about our fair city. Here's, okay, the population started, we were founded in 1816, by the way. See? I know some stuff. Thanks, Wikipedia. So it started with 668 people in 1816. 
That's a lot. Yeah, for like a little fucking... Where did they come from? <laughs> uh, Well, you know what? Oh, hang on. Uh, Hamilton, from the point at which it was first colonized by settlers, has benefited from its geographical proximity to major land and water transportation routes along the Niagara Peninsula and Lake Ontario. Its strategic importance has created, by Canadian standards, a rich military history which the city preserves. Boring. <laughs> Did I sound this is smart? Where you, this is where you play some like shredding 80s <laughs> guitar. Well, you know what? I tried. I tried to bring some education to this. No, that was. I think Corktown was the first settlement, wasn't it? Corktown, the bar. <laughs> like no, like ye old the, tavern. It was like a town, and that that bar has been around since eighteen something or other. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Let's see. Let's talk to this computer. Corktown first established. Corktown, eighteen thirty-two. Is that the town or the it bar? It was an Irish Catholic settlement in Hamilton. Oh, there you go. I don't. I don't know if the bar's been around since then, but it's, it's <laughs> well, an if, old. If that building. was founded eighteen thirty-two, the bar was thrown up in probably eighteen thirty-three. Yeah, when people were like, "This first is boring." Thing they started building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then the church. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah, bars first. Well, you need something to confess on Sunday, so now it is an educational program. See, no one gives a shit about my history you, lesson. You educated us on the things you talked about. <laughs> what were those things, Mike? <laughs> Hamilton is a town. It started a while ago with six hundred people. There was there was a bunch of dudes. They're like, you should hang out here. <laughs> so let's hang out here. Did they? I guess they didn't come off of. They must have come from another settlement. So someone settled a place off the coast, I guess. And then some people were like, ah, these guys are dicks. Let's go inland and. I feel it played out like the Shelbyville Springfield thing, where like someone wanted to marry their cousin, the other one <laughs> didn't. So the, obviously Hamilton's the cousin, the cousin marrying yeah. reject cousin <laughs> yeah. that started its own settlement. Where the Shelbyville? Yeah, yeah. Well, Burlington is the Springfield. I feel like they're the successful ones. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Springfield was always like portrayed as a scumbag town too, on the wrong side of the tracks. I feel like. I feel like Springfield is Hamilton. Yeah, it's, I could see that. Because, well, just like Springfield on The Simpsons is kind of like an everywhere town, right? Like, there's a little bit of everything. I feel like that's Hamilton, too, right? Like, you've got the beach. You've got the forest. You've got... Well, they've got the power plant. We have DeFasco. They have the the canyon or the gorge. We have the escarpment. Like, there's yeah. very... I don't know. It just reminds me of it. Yeah. You know, like, we're all overweight, and no one gives a shit about us, and... I feel, yeah, that's very true. I feel like there's definitely, uh, not so much in the last few years, because there's been a bit of a buildup on, like, James Street North and Ottawa Street seeing a resurgence <laughs> again, which is, like, thank fucking God. But, like, I feel like Hamilton definitely has its own identity when it comes to, like, chuds. Like, <laughs> there is definitely an outfit. Like, you could go out for Halloween wearing... Uh, like, like tiger cat track pants, some dirty white mm, sketchers. You just lost half of our audience right there. 
Hey, there's I'm just audience. saying. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a whole vibe that. Well, did you see that article that came out a few years ago? And it was a worldwide poll or whatever, and however they do it. And Hamilton, Ontario was voted the worst dressed city in the world. In the world. In the whole world. I'm assuming the developed world. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Third world countries aren't in this. Yeah. I I just thought that was impressive. Hamilton is the worst dressed. I think we've kicked it up a notch since then. I never really noticed it, but if you go to Toronto for a day trip, it's like, man, everyone is dressed so nice here. I mean, obviously not the homeless people or whatever. Well, their homeless people are probably better dressed than our homeless people. We talk shit about ourselves a lot, too. It's like, I feel like this town would be a lot further ahead if it wasn't for how we talk about this town. Because there's a lot of great things about it. But we're like, ah, there's some weird smells sometimes. <laughs> like, this whole that whole, like, north stretch of Burlington Street <laughs> smells like like hot dogs. For some reason, I don't think and there's, there's any no it's hot the, dog factory. The, no, it's a pig rendering plant. <laughs> is it? Yeah, is I grew up down by that way. Oh. Not so much north end, but east. But I definitely know that smell coming home from a, like a long road trip. As soon as you hit the skyway, you're like, oh shit, I can't see past this cloud. Yeah. <laughs> it's starting to smell like bacon. We got her. Yeah. <laughs> But they're they're trying to rebrand as a music city, which I think is cool. It's it's been a music city all along. And what one weird thing is, like I've I've been across Canada playing music a few times, and one thing I noticed is like Hamilton's fucking cool. Yeah, you know it's That's... and there's a lot of cool places around, but in terms of how much music is happening at any given moment, there's not a lot of places like that it's like one of those things you take for granted like we both lived in london for a while right in college yeah mm-hmm. and london's cool but there was like so much about it there's like eh, hamilton's better <laughs> like there was just not as much stuff there like i don't know like anytime it's a whole vibe it's a whole vibe like uh, it's just knowing like you said there's so many places to go see live music any night of the week there's it's almost like too much like it's you can't hit everything at once right i think the the defining element is just kind of the jadedness that comes with this saturation of talent and easy availability for music like we've got like we've got tommy swick warner brothers signed artist playing literally a dozen shows a month yeah. In in a bar that you can just walk into all the time, and we're like, eh. And like other people, other places, people pay good money to see that, but we don't give a shit about anything. And everyone's talented, and nobody gives a shit here. That... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you're onto something there. It's that's that's the key to this whole this whole fucking town is there is so much talent, and no one cares. <laughs> no one cares they don't understand what they have (laughs) until you go away and you realize like fuck nobody is cool here (laughs) nobody is cool here but it's true like like tom said we lived in london for a while i spent some time in kingston and waterloo like all these places and it's like england jamaica (laughs) 
Ooh, I want to take you. Uh, Waterloo, Ireland. That sounds like it would be a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would. But I'm just... <laughs> just... They don't have the music scenes. No, but but it's that's the thing. It's like, oh, they have those two bars. And it's like, oh, they're just like rock clubs. It's like, oh, no, they're just like techno bars. But every Friday night, they or, play um, like... Or sports bars. Yeah, they're like shitty sports bars. But, oh, every Friday night, they play like an hour of live music. Oh my god, this is awesome! What? What is it? I just ordered this thing on West Hamilton Stereo. They have drones now. Drones? That's so strange. I know, they're gonna be here any minute. Cool! Oh my god, it's here already! Really? That was so quick! Honey! You gotta come see this thing! Target identified. Deployment sequence initiated. Oh my god! Get it the fuck out of here! Get back inside! Oh my god! Why is the kid? Get away from the windows! Don't tell me what to do! Package received. Thank you for shopping at West Hamilton Stereo. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think we're gonna wrap it up about here for episode one. Like, I, you know, I just want to, I just want to say that, uh, this is our first episode. We got some kinks to work out clearly, but I know Tom and I both really appreciate you making the trip up here and at least helping us out with this first, uh, first episode. Hopefully many more to come after this. It's my pleasure. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. All right. right, Well, cool. You know what they say, man. Get the hell out.
Some whistle blow my blues up. 